As we've studied the life of Joseph with Scott Pauling, we've learned that this study isn't necessarily about Joseph, but instead about the God who was with Joseph, even in the darkest of circumstances. As you look at your own circumstances through the eyes of faith, do you recognize God's presence? Oh, that we could learn to live in the presence of God. Be sure to stay tuned after today's study to learn more about Scott's book on the life of Joseph, entitled, The Lord Was With Joseph. When you're young, it is easy to live in the future. In other words, you're just always thinking of a better day, a brighter day, someday out there somewhere. As you get older, as you experience life, as you deal with things and people, and frankly, as you deal with disappointments, it's easy to do the exact opposite. Instead of living in the future, you start living in the past, and you get stuck. We're all stuck. At the last place, we refuse to move forward with the Lord. Where are you stuck today? One of the great secrets to moving forward in life and to living in the presence of God now is you have to get past your past. And so we return today to Joseph serving the Lord in his difficulty. What did he do in the prison? Well, he did what he could right where he was. He ministered to others around him who were in trouble. He waited on God. And then this is very important. Please don't miss this. He refused. Listen to my wording carefully. He refused to get stuck in his past. Here was a young man that very easily could have gotten weighted down, bogged down in everything that had happened to him, what somebody said and what somebody did. He could have let it define him the rest of his life. He could have, he could have let it be his sad story the rest of his days. And he utterly refuses to do that. You know, there's a refusing and a choosing in life. And you can't choose the right thing if you don't refuse the wrong thing. And so at some point, you just got to say, I'm not living there anymore. I'm not, I'm not living that way anymore. We're in Genesis chapter number 41. What a rich chapter it is. But in Genesis 41, after Pharaoh sends for Joseph and Joseph interprets the dream and, and uh, Joseph is exalted, the Lord does something truly wonderful for him. He gives him children. And children are a promise of the future, aren't they? Listen to Genesis 41, verse 50. And unto Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came, which Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, priest of On, bare unto him. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. For God, said he, hath made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. In the name of the second called he Ephraim, for God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Now, we're going to return to this portion of Scripture in a, in a later study. Uh, but for now, I just want to point out to you uh, that this is a little glimpse into the fact that Joseph was not content to live uh, on yesterday's blessings, how it used to be, the good old days. No, he wants to experience God's blessing today. And Joseph was not willing to live under yesterday's blemishes and burdens and battles. No, he said, I'm, I'm moving beyond that. I'm going to live in the present. I'm going to be present. And I'm going to believe God for the future. You've got to get over the wrongs of your past. The things you've done wrong, they must go under the blood of Jesus. The things others have done wrong, they must be given to the hands of of, a, of an all-wise, all-powerful God. But you've got to get over the wrongs of the past, and you have to be hopeful 
that God, who always does right, remember the judge of all the earth shall do right, that God, who always does right, at some point in his time is going to make it right. God does that for Joseph. God will do that for us. Uh, Maybe in this world, maybe in the next, but I know this. If you and I get stuck in yesterday, we can't enjoy today, and we can't be ready for tomorrow. You remember the Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 3, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You can't press toward the mark and you can't reach to the things that are before you until you're willing to forget the things that are in your past. That means the good and the bad. You, you can't live on yesterday's victories. You can't feed on yesterday's manna. You need fresh bread from God today and the bad. You can't let your failures or someone else's evil become the defining moment of your life. Instead, you must learn to live today in the presence of God. I want you to mark something in your Bible in Genesis 41 today. It gives him two boys, and this is is beautiful because these two boys are representative of, of really the whole of Joseph's life, and he names them accordingly. The first boy is named Manasseh. Manasseh literally means forgetting. How'd you like to, to be named forgetting? <laughs> I'm sure that boy asked his daddy growing up, why'd you name me this? Because names revealed nature and names had meaning, great meaning in ancient civilization. Uh, but for Joseph, this name meant something about his life and his family. Uh, bad things had happened to this man, but he was forgetting those things. He was choosing purposely to put that in the providence of God and in the past. Uh, to let the curtain drop on that, to not bring it up again. It was not that he was a forgetful man. It was rather that he chose to forget it. It's like people say the Lord forgets our sins. God knows everything. Do we really think God has a bad memory? No, no. When we say that our sins are cast into the sea of his forgetfulness, we mean by that God chooses never to bring them up again. I think therein lies a great secret to getting past your past. Somebody says, I just can't get past this. That's because you keep talking about it. Uh, Whatever you talk about, you think about, you dwell on, you mull over, stop bringing it up. Don't bring it up again. Stop letting that be the conversation that uh, defines your life because after a while, it becomes your whole life story. So you need a Manasseh. You need a forgetting. And then the second boy, his name is Ephraim, and Ephraim's name means fruitful, and there's a divine order here. You cannot enjoy the fruitfulness until you deal with the forgetting. So the forgetting deals with the past, and the fruitfulness deals with the future. In fact, those exact words are found here in Genesis 41, 51, and 52. You should mark them in your Bible. In verse 51, the word forget. Forget all my toil and all my father's house, the good and the bad. And in verse 52, the word fruitful. God hath caused me to be fruitful, and I love this expression, in the land of my affliction. Not after, right in the middle of it. In hard soil, God grew beautiful fruit. In in dark times, God allowed this man to flourish, and the Lord will do the same thing in your life if you learn to live in the presence of God. I also love this, God hath caused me. God is always the first cause. We have such a Western mentality sometimes, make it happen, get it done, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. But I want you to know that the fruitfulness he's talking about here is something only God could cause, only God could do it. And God does it when a man chooses to live every day in the presence of God. Maybe you're not a Christian. And maybe right now you're thinking about all the past 
all of your failures. I want you to know Jesus Christ died for all of your sins, past, present, and future. He will save you today. Run to Jesus. Joseph is a beautiful picture, a type of Christ. Maybe we'll talk more about that. Uh, But there's one greater than Joseph. His name is Jesus. Run to Jesus. And uh, call on him today for salvation. Repent of your sin and believe on him as your Savior. And he will put your past under his precious blood and give you a new heart and a new start. And if you're a Christian, you know, the Christian life really is a series of new beginnings. You need a new beginning today. And maybe it's some terrible failure in your life. Maybe it's something someone did to you or some experience, some great wound and hurt. Uh, Would you choose to let today be your Manasseh and then let God give you an Ephraim? Would you choose by faith today to put that in God's hands, in the nail-pierced hands of Jesus, and forget it, leave it there, and believe that the God who will take that will then in turn give you back his fruit? Keep serving the Lord, friend, in your difficulty because the Lord is with you. As believers, we long for the day that we see the Lord and forever will be in His presence in heaven. But friend, you and I do not have to wait until then to live in the presence of God. In Joseph's life, we are reminded that the Lord desires that we stay in His presence throughout each day and in every circumstance. This was the open secret of Joseph's life. Scott has a tremendous resource that will equip you to live in God's presence. His book on the life of Joseph entitled, The Lord Was With Joseph. Visit enjoyingthejourney.org forward slash Joseph to download the free digital book, access the audio book, or purchase the hard copy version. Our prayer is that this will inspire your daily walk with the Lord.